0: Episode 135 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, is Matt Cassell. Hey, Paul, I'm really glad to be here. Missing from tonight's broadcast is Ian Sharpley. We wish him the best. We always wish he was part of the bro- part of the show. Couldn't make it tonight, so hopefully we'll be able to pull his weight without him here.
1: Well, we'll do our best. Um... Probably the best way to kick things off, um, as we normally do, would probably be housekeeping, which um, Ian usually does, but tonight we're going to we're gonna try to do it ourselves. Um,
0: it's but- Monday night, January 11th, a little bit of a low-key night here on the McSauce Podcast. We're going to take it easy, we're going to preview 2016, we're going to talk some television shows in the works, we're going to talk... A lot of movies in the works. We spent the entire last episode hammering the shit out of
1: Marvel and DC's comic book schedules. Listening back to that episode, I'm not even sure I even like comic books anymore. I'm like, I I, I feel like I've officially crossed that threshold. I am a hater.
0: Yeah, it, it, and we don't... We we always ask the question, if, if someone's really into these comics, <coughs> let us know. But... Like, I don't know. hear any positive things about Marvel or DC's comic books. But we aired all those grievances last week. Tonight, we're going to get into some more positive talk, hopefully, about TV and movies. But before we do that, we do housekeeping with Matt Cassell.
1: Well, uh, just a few things to cover tonight. Um, we, uh, we do every week, there's new content. If you visit our website, mcsauce.com, there you can find comic strips you can also find reviews for comics and of course this amazing podcast that you're listening to tonight um but the big thing that we'd like to plug tonight is we now have a presence on instagram and we're pretty much blowing it up is that right paul uh soft blows soft blows light blows well maybe some kidney punches (laughs) not full-out body blows okay well, anyway, we're on Instagram. Uh, that's our latest um, foray into social media. So um, hit us up on Instagram. Just look us up, MCS M-C-S-O-S-S. We've been a regular contributor on Instagram since
0: maybe late summer, but I don't think we really promote it as much as we should. Like, well, I felt like a, a lot over the last so many months, people are like, oh, what? Wait, wait,
1: you have Instagram? Like, yeah,
0: yeah we're and shit all over the place.
1: Right, I but I would say that uh, in recent weeks we're probably even more active than, than yeah. usual. True. So anyway, Paul, uh, that's housekeeping. Uh, I want to get right into it. I want to start talking TV. Yeah. Um, so, Let's go. What do you want? Well, I'm not really the resident TV guy on the show. True. Um, as as any, any of our listeners out there that tune in regularly probably know, I don't really know what... Television is. Uh, you I don't watch want to squat about regular television. I probably watch a total of three episodes a year. You have good intentions. You want to get involved. Sometimes, um, I realize that I'm not a live TV watcher. Um, but uh, I do I do watch some stuff either on DVR, Netflix, or whatever, um, and I I can get sucked in, but. If the show isn't immediately grabbing me, I can lose interest quickly. Like, there's a million other forms of entertainment to get into. There are so many things to spend your time on these days. Not comic books, mind you, but between other movies or sporting... There are still
0: some comics and some books worth the time, but between comics, books sporting events multitudes of movies and tons and tons of television not just the basic cable networks but <coughs> stars HBO, Showtime if it's not an hour long drama like Game of Thrones it's you know you have some really cool half hour stuff like Ash vs. The Evil Dead or Blunt Talk on sh- on stars like uh, uh, quick Draw on Hulu, Mini Project on Hulu. There's so many outlets for different types of good television. One only has so many hours in the day. Shit needs cut. So when... Like, I was a huge <clears throat> Mindy Project fan. But when I went to Hulu, I had full intention of signing up for Hulu and keeping it going. But, like, I've, I've got other shit to do. I was going to ask you. If this isn't super convenient
1: for me, I... Uh, I'm not going to do it. I was going to ask you if you have a Hulu subscription, and do you need it to see a show like The Mindy Project? You do, and I think I would really enjoy The Mindy Project on Hulu. Yeah. I think I would
0: really enjoy Quick Draw on Hulu, but I haven't even seen Jessica Jones yet.
1: Yeah. you know It's
0: a comic property. We're a comic book podcast. We were, are, maybe still are, comic book fans. That's something we should be involved in. But right. neither of I have watched right. Jessica Jones yet. Right.
1: Um, you know, that's that's one of my issues with television in general. There's so many shows that are spread out across so many different premium ways of watching it. You know, you can't just get cable and watch TV. You have to have cable, oh, plus you got to have HBO, plus you got to have Netflix, plus you got to have Hulu, plus you got to have Stars. It's just Plus, you got to have Amazon Prime. It's insane. Right. If you want to watch everything, you're going to pay like $200 a month just to watch TV. That's crazy. I feel like I'm an old school TV guy.
0: Uh, Like, I have a hard time really getting invested in Netflix shows mm-hmm. not because they're not good you know I've blazed through Netflix or it blazed through Daredevil Yeah, in a short amount of time uh, I've watched the first three seasons of Doctor Who in a pretty tight space you know, I'm watching Clone Wars right now I'm using Netflix but regular cable is so easy for me and I feel like there's so many good things on cable that are being overlooked because over the last few years, I feel like if you're on Netflix, you're immediately given a little bit a higher standard for how quality you are. I haven't seen Orange is the New Black. I know it's supposed to be the shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, I, I'm just not all that interested. Same with House of Cards. Mm-hmm. I know it's supposed to be great.
1: Just not feeling it. I think a lot of the times you can tell if something is going to be your bag before you even try it. Uh, for example, um, Breaking Bad. Paul, you knew that you weren't going to be into it. You tried it, didn't you? I've never watched an episode well, of Well, trust me, you wouldn't really like it.
0: I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be into Sons of Anarchy either. I think, Even though was Sons was a- AMC? Yeah, it was same channel
1: as um, The Walking Dead. And also as Breaking Bad yeah
0: but now since those since they've been retired i feel like they're netflix shows now
1: Mm, okay well um i don't think you would you would acknowledge the the um quality of the acting quality of the writing for breaking bad but the general story is really slow moving and it's kind of like not all that interesting in yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah, and more I would I would assume more so with Sons Sons of Anarchy, which which doesn't bring me in is I've never been a mob fan. I've mm. never been a Mafia fan. I haven't either. Uh, the closest I get to liking a mob movie is The Untouchables. And that's not a mob movie so much as it is a cop, a cop movie. Cop movie. <clears throat> that movie's awesome. It's amazing. Fantastic. So like they I, I
1: feel, that was the remake though the one that you're referring to probably right like the Kevin Costner movie. right yeah. that's that's a remake correct I'm not sure could be It absolutely could be we're not gonna commit to that here on the mixed sauce comic book right. podcast right so guess, so, so cool.
0: stuff like stuff like Sons of Anarchy where it's um I I I've seen all this stuff about Sons of Anarchy and I get the idea that it's the mob but for bikers and like someone's the, the good bad guy and like he wants to get out of the system mm-hmm. but he can't because he grew up in the system and like I just don't get it I'm like well just fucking go like I don't I, and same with like the godfather well if you don't if you're having such a hard time like living with a target on your back just fucking just leave just mm-hmm. get out mm-hmm. and maybe that's a piece of my misunderstanding of how the mob or bike gangs work or you know like even Heisenberg and Breaking Bad I'm like just you're in you're in your shit just quit doing it quit doing it find another way find a legal way right so yeah I, I don't think those shows those shows are for me and there's but there's just so much good shit out there that I want to watch and eventually I'll sit down and watch Sons and I'll watch Breaking Bad at least just to give them a try but a lot of stuff a lot of stuff going on. What's the first thing on the list? Well, we have coming uh, up this year?
1: DC Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I am completely unfamiliar with this particular show. Paul, why don't you enlighten me and the fans? What is this show all
0: about? This show is all about comics being brought to the television screen, just the way you want them to be brought to the to the television screen. So Bruce Timms involved? It's kind of sorta. Okay. One of the things Bruce Timm did with Batman the Animated Series and Justice League and Justice League Unlimited was he really reached into the DC pantheon of characters. He dug into the DC toy bo- toy box and he pulled out a lot of familiar shit, a lot of obscure shit that a comic book fan, should, if, if you're not familiar with it already, you have tangential familiarity with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what Legends of Tomorrow is. Mm-hmm. You get characters like Cold, Captain Cold and Heat Wave, along with Hawkman and Hawk Girl, Ray Palmer, Firestorm, a lot of characters that if you're a comic book fan, you know these names. Rip Hunter comes out of the out of the time stream. He brings all these characters together and sends them on a trip through time, trying to stop classic DC villain. Vandal Savage, mm. from destroying or from taking over the planet Vandal in multiple
1: Savage? periods of time. You don't know Vandal Savage? I really don't, but you know, I know that last week you were getting on Bloodwind's case. B l o o d w y n d. That's f- <it's> totally stupid, <laughs> but come on.
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. Let's take let's take a look at Vandal Savage's origins. I have a feeling he's. 1944. Okay, was the first appearance of Vandal Savage, and Vandal Savage isn't all pouches and guns and big swords. Vandal Savage wears like Let a suit thing. and a knife and a sword. Like he's an old timey villain. He's immortal. That's actually he's kind of cool looking. He's he's
1: regal, right? And that's
0: how he, that's how he presents himself. I pictured he was something
1: in, totally different.
0: He was in the season of Arrow and. He looks exactly like he looks in this in, in his wiki photo. <laughs> he's got a jacket on. He's got a belt. He c- you know
1: comes with a, a long sword. Now, did they make him about a foot too short, like they made Deathstroke on the Arrow show?
0: <laughs> no, Vandal Savage. He is, looks right. Is imposing. He's got an otherworldly accent because he's been around for fucking ever. Otherworldly. Otherworldly. Because if you're around since the beginning of time. What accent are you gonna have? Since you're the not gonna. Time. You're not just gonna have a British accent. So he was or born. American he was
1: born during. Wait, what? What do you mean? Since the beginning of time, he Vandal Savage
0: has been around forever. He has always existed. He's always existed. Hmm. He's always had a plot to take over the world and be the
1: ruler, but the heroes of the day throughout time have always thwarted him. I would be so pissed if I was him because I'd be like man I've been it's like like a little kid getting one up on you I've been around since you were you weren't even a, an itch in your daddy's pants
0: right and yet
1: <laughs> you're here like wrecking my day as I'm trying to take over the world which I feel like I should own because I've been here the longest
0: right but what I assume from Vandal Savage is that you know he he sets up all of his stuff he sets up his, his money and, and his house and he gets his he gets his, his you know, taxes together, and he develops all this wealth, and then at some point he's like, "All right, this is it. We're doing it." I've got all these people behind me. I'm immortal. They treat me like I'm a god. I'm gonna go for it. And he goes for it, and then all the Justice Society beats him down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "All right, I'm gonna lay low. I'm gonna rebuild everything." And then it's like the
1: eighties. Who would win in a fight? Um, uh, what's his name again? Vandal what's, Savage. Is that his first name, Vandal? Or is that like his code name? Vandar Aj. Okay, so Va- who would win in a fight, Raja Ghul or Vandar? Vandar. Okay.
0: I, I would think Rajah so. Rajah Ghul does you know, to swing a sword. Right, but I think Raja Ghul is a little more elegant. I think he's he, he, he's a little more honor-filled. Uh, honor okay. Vandal Savage is a little more brutal. With a name like that, I should hope so. Right, like I, I, I feel like in a fight... Razo goal's not going to, like, grab someone's balls and rip them off, but Vandal Savage, he's going to bite your balls off. <laughs> okay, so that's the way he fights. He's fucking dirty, man. He's filthy. He's been around forever. You can't
1: kill him. So how is he defeated?
0: He's not so much defeated like he gets beat down as he is. Your plan is foiled. Now you're left with nothing. Ah. What's unique about Vandal Savage is that now we get to see him We've seen him already this season of Arrow. Live action. TV He's like a, a bench villain from DC. But he's a guy that's been around forever. If you've been reading DC Comics... 1946,
1: really? Right. F- 44. Oh, 44. Sorry. I don't uh, have his wiki up you, in front of me.
0: <laughs> if you've been reading DC Comics... Yeah. Up until they fucked everything up during the New 52. You know who Vandal Savage is. Right. And, like, they're... <sighs> that's what makes... The current dc comic book slate so aggravating is that arrow flash legends of tomorrow yeah supergirl yeah and i expect even the dc cinematic U, they're going to be using all these classic 80s and 90s dc comics tropes to build these movies around but in the in the current comics Like, Black Canary's a punk band singer. You know, like, her, the way they portray Black Canary and Arrow is the way all DC comic fans should
1: expect her to be portrayed. You know, Paul, I want to say that I totally understand your point, and it's well taken. But there's something that I kind of like about what they're doing with Black Canary, even though I haven't read it, It's got a very cool aesthetic to it. And quite frankly, that's a character that I have never cared about. I always thought she was kind of... She looks great at comic book conventions when really hot blondes cosplay as her. True. But within the pages of the comic book, she's useless to me. I'm sorry. But she's always guest starred on Batman comics. I've always felt like the Batman family has been like... Our segregate family. Yeah, has been spread way too, way too... Thin, uh, there's too many, and her with her stupid costume just never. A belonged. stupid costume, but not stupid at conventions. Uh, exactly, exactly. That that's a costume that translate translates much better in real life than on the
0: comic page. See, I think that's a I think that's a costume that translates in both places, just it, as well.
1: And you know me, I'm not like I don't need my superheroes to have like leather and pouches and like. Combat armor instead of the traditional spandex, but just a girl in like heels and fishnets, but like a leather jacket over top is looks hot, but really dumb. You know,
0: you make a you make a good point. <laughs> you make a good case for that, but I I feel like the artistic aesthetic of it works on the comic book page, yeah, and it works in real life okay they've adjusted it for arrow where it's more a combat boot Mm -hmm. with the fishnets and the jacket and you know they worked out a technological
1: sonic scream for paul i have found myself at comic conventions and i'll i will suddenly realize i have no idea how i got in this aisle but Then it dawns on me, I was following a Black Canary cosplayer around the entire convention, pretending to stop when she stopped. I'm not a stalker, mind you.
0: Well, I mean, you're (laughs) displaying. You're (laughs) displaying
1: the classic, classic tropes of a stalker. Well, then so be it. But come on. It's a Black Canary in real life. You would do the same thing. Well, Black Canary's not in Legends of Tomorrow.
0: Her sister. White Canary, (laughs) White Canary, of course, and White Canary is probably the least interesting of characters. I didn't like when they introduced Sarah Lance and Arrow. It should have just been Laurel the entire time. They introduced her sister. It was meant to be a love triangle between Ollie and Laurel and Sarah the entire time. I I never thought it worked, but I guess fans liked. Uh, the girl that played Sarah, enough that they brought her back for Legends of Tomorrow. But what's going to be really awesome for a DC fan is that when they introduce the Atom and Arrow, it's Brandon Routh, who mm-hmm. played Superman and Superman Returns, but now he's Ray Palmer. He's the Atom. But we've seen him in an Iron Man suit so far because yeah. he hasn't been able to figure out how to work the white dwarf star into making him tiny yet yeah but now he's figured out how to do it so now legends of tomorrow we're gonna see the atom be the Mm atom we're also gonna see firestorm we're gonna see a great mix of victor garber and a young black actor whose name i don't know because he's not as famous as victor garber is it samuel l jackson it's not sam jackson but they're gonna be Firestorm, we're gonna see Rip Hunter, we're gonna see Hawkman and Hawk Girl wearing traditional Hawkman and Hawk Girl outfits with the maces. They're That's gonna cool. look like they're gonna look like the characters way better than they did in Smallville because they look like dog shit in Smallville. I'll take your word for it, I didn't see it. And like <coughs> I think if if you're throwing any general fan of this stuff into Legends Legends of Tomorrow, they may not be in, but I mean, this is
1: just gonna be a fun. This sounds like it's for the hardcore d c fan.
0: I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be portrayed generally enough that it's just gonna be a fun wild ride.
1: Okay, let's put it this way. For anyone to be excited about it as of right now, you pretty much have to be a hardcore d c fan, but they're gonna keep it open enough where anybody can enjoy it. Right, you don't they're... need
0: to know Leonard Snart's secret identity. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to know Captain Cold's secret identity. That's his name, Leonard, of Leonard S- Snart. Snart? It's awful. It's the worst. Or wow. Heatwave's secret identity of Mick Rory to get into the show. I like Leonard. Like, it's just. Snart. It's gonna be over the top. It's. It's. I, I. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't even think it's gonna be ten episodes. But it's going to be big, superhero, fun action. I'm looking forward to Legends of Tomorrow. More than I'm looking forward to Agent Carter. And, boy, do I like Haley Atwell.
1: Yeah, you were, you really enjoyed Agent Carter. I mean... I did. Yeah. I liked
0: Agent Carter more than I liked... S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. more than I liked Age of Ultron. More,
1: more than, than I... Maybe more than I liked Thor The Dark World. Now... Uh, agent carter was kind of the big sleeper hit last year last season yeah nobody really expected much out of it and it was kind of just a filler right but it was so successful that's why they decided to do another yeah, season it was a, it was a mid-season film yeah uh that's pretty cool i mean that probably says a lot about its quality because they probably didn't hype it the way that you know other shows that they are high on to um, yeah well you know, i feel like there was a lot of forward. abc hype
0: Uh, I don't don't know if we got a lot of internet hype or they weren't running Agent Carter trailers before any of the Marvel movies but ABC pushed the first season of Agent Carter but I think that only helped what was already there. Mm -hmm. It was a solid story it was solid acting. Haley Atwell ran that show Um, the guy that played Jarvis whose name I don't remember Abe Sapien. It wasn't Abe Sapien.
1: Wasn't the guy that played Abe Sapien? I don't think so.
0: Was it? Doug Jones? Yeah, Doug Jones. No.
1: Talk to the fans while I look up Agent Carter. As you probably know, Paul tends to question my knowledge whenever I shoot out a fact. And he questions it, and then he has to look it up to find out Paul Talbom. It was James Darcy. I was wrong. I stand corrected. Doug Jones, what did Doug Jones have to do with it? Uh, Did he voice him? uh,
0: I don't know if Doug Jones had, I don't think he had anything to do with Agent Carter.
1: No. No, he was Jarvis.
0: No, Doug Jones was never Jarvis. Who was Jarvis? The real Jarvis in the MCU? Yeah, Paul Bettany, huh. and that's who also played the Vision and Ultron.
1: Oh, okay, I stand corrected.
0: Right. So, <laughs> uh, so James, James Darcy as, as always happens. Chad Michael Murray, like uh, you know Dominic Cooper who played Howard Stark. Like they had a really cool cast, and they brought a lot of these characters back in. Mm-hmm. And the first season of Agent Carter, I went in with it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check it out. It's on ABC. It's easy for me to have access to. We'll see what happens. And it was really good. And in in a lot of ways, I liked it better than S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. Because S.H.I.E.L.D., even to this day, has so many stops and starts. Because what do you want from Marvel? You want big heroes, big characters. You want the characters with superpowers that you know you don't really want the people behind the scenes cleaning everything up. And that's essentially what S.H.I.E.L.D. was. Now they're trying to ingratiate the, hu- the Inhumans, and they're trying to make it more interesting. And it is, but at the same time, I feel like S.H.I.E.L.D.'s just running on the the loyalists of Clark Gregg and Chloe Bennett mm-hmm. and Ming-Na Wen. Ooh. Uh, Agent May. Okay. Uh, the people that have been there from the beginning, and they're like Fitzsimmons, such great characters together. And there's some really good stuff about S.H.I.E.L.D., and they've found their way, but it's just not... It never really hits on all of its cylinders every episode like The Flash does. Mm-hmm. But last season, Agent Carter was such a huge surprise that I feel like it has all the potential going into the second season to tear it up again. And I'm excited about watching it. Mm -hmm. Matt, you've never watched one episode of Agent Carter, have you?
1: Or one episode of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Right. You're going in blind. Yes. That's all right. I'll tell you all about it. But Agent Agent Carter... A TV fellow like myself, mm-hmm. looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a hit. It's in a lot of ways. Kurtwood Smith is in it. The dad from that '70s show. We're, I'm, I'm all in. Tell me, Kurtwood Smith, I'm all in. What other TV show? items do we have on your sketch pad over there
1: we have uh well daredevil yeah, probably the big one season one's daredevil. Two. did you see the trailer yeah what did you think uh i thought it was
0: all right it's a hodgepodge of uh you know cathedral paintings of what happened in the previous season mm. with a little voiceover it was probably the cheapest way they could get away with Making a trailer. Did you see? having to hire a did to you do see anything the skull? Else? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I. I like it. I like mm-hmm. where they're going. But mm-hmm. after the first season, you know, they don't need to do a fancy stylistic trailer to get me into the second season. Mm-hmm.
1: I appreciate something like that because I feel like the introduction of the Punisher is gigantic. It's almost, you could arguably say this is a bigger deal than Daredevil himself. Um... I feel like we're gonna finally get justice done to the punisher you know as a character you know they've done three movies and they've all been yeah kind of not real great like there, at least two of them had moments but none of them were quality from start to finish um and honestly even Dolph Lundgren to a degree had a decent portrayal in, in some instances but um, it just well it, the, when the
0: when the best Punisher you get is the Thomas Jane short film right I mean that says something about your feature length
1: yeah. offerings yeah that was so cool though that it it kind of bums me out that they weren't just like you know what guys let's let Thomas Jane be the Punisher he could do this let's, let's just do it right right we're, we are, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe circa 2016. We know what the fuck we're doing now. It took three tries, yeah, but we had the right guy. It seems like he's still interested. Let's just do it. But instead, they're putting him on the show, which is pretty cool. Uh, what's the actor's name? John... John Burnthal. Bernthal. Bernthal. Um, I saw a picture. Did you see the picture of him on the rooftop with yeah. Daredevil... Which looks like it's pulled out of um, Welcome Back, Frank, the yep. uh, Garth Ennis story. No skull on a shirt. No skull on a shirt,
0: which is disappointing. But we were disappointed. Daredevil wasn't in red until he was at the end, and then we wanted him to go back to all black.
1: That's because the costume wasn't that good. Like, it's if, thanks. If, if they just, Let's call a spade a spade. It stinks. If they made the costume right, it would be awesome. But they didn't. They gave like we just talked about, they gave him the Batman begins body armor nonsense and <clears throat> I understand you try to go real world, but it's a comic book. The guy has superhuman abilities, you know, it's okay if it's kinda of fake.
0: Yeah, I get wh- I get where they were building to and where, you know, through the whole season he's getting his ass kicked. He's getting beat up. He's getting punched. He's getting cut up. He's bleeding all over the place. We need a lightweight body armor on this guy. By the time they get to designing that for the Daredevil costume, I feel like there's a way that it could have been done where fans could look at it and and just assume there's some kind of harder fabric under there that's going to prevent him from getting cut. It didn't need to be... A pair of,
1: you know, hockey shoulder pads. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Well, maybe deck hockey shoulder pads, but right, you, you get what I'm saying. Right. But anyway, I'm still excited to, to check it out. I still haven't watched Daredevil. Um, I have every intention you're the, of... You're the worst. I have every intention of getting caught up on it before the new season starts because... If
0: I'm, I was Ian Sharpley, I would place a bet on that.
1: Well, that's probably not a bet that you want to make because I would be in control of whether I win, right? Yeah, but he'd, he'd probably do it. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't, don't play bets. How much you want to bet? Let's bet a no. million dollars. Well, if that if, if we, that lottery goes through. Now, Paul, did you buy a Powerball ticket?
0: I put in with about a thousand other people from work
1: <laughs> so you'll probably win about 75 bucks right. if we hit the jackpot right.
0: right hey 75 bucks is more than i had previously that's true that's how we got to look at it we're gonna stay positive so Let's, are we gonna stay positive
1: i feel like we've been pretty positive so, so far. far for the most part yeah Um, But sadly, we're about to go not so positive, because there's one more TV show I wanted to talk about briefly, because it really doesn't deserve much airtime, and that is the second season of Powers, the Brian Michael Bendis original comic book series with Michael Avon Oming that started back in, I want to say, 2000, uh, which when it first started, I thought it was the coolest thing, like a crime comic book where... Uh, The main character, Detective Christian Walker, would investigate homicides involving characters with superpowers, whether they died or whether they were responsible for the homicides. Um, And it was like a cool crime comic book with a superhero kind of spin to it. And it had Batman the Animated Series style artwork, but content that was way darker, grittier, and more adult. So that juxtaposed with like kind of a for kids cartoon aesthetic was just such a cool take on it and I loved it at first but as I read it more and more I I kind of fell out of favor with it or should I say it fell out of favor with me because I felt like every resolution to every uh case which coincidentally happened to be the length of a comic book trade paperback. Oh no. Um, they it always felt like the payoff was so inferior to kind of like the lead up to it. You had this great build up, build up, build up, and then the, the payoff was just shit. Matt, I had no idea
0: you were so invested <laughs> yeah, in
1: power. I've I've been a fan since the very first issue. i as a matter of fact, I knew that I was gonna be into it when I first saw the artwork solicited. For the first issue and previews way back in 2099 whatever it was and uh i was just like oh my god this looks exactly like batman the animated series but like like kind of gritty yeah in a weird way and uh i remember when i read it that was like my first thing that i really latched on with brian michael bendis um it was before i read ultimate spider-man Uh, It was after I read um, a mini-series from uh, McFarlane Productions, Sam and Twitch. It was a spin-off from the um, two detectives from... Spawn. Spawn. And it was funny because uh, I was such a fan of Powers, and Brian Michael Bendis came to the Pittsburgh Comic-Con back in 2000. Maybe it was 99. And I remember going up to him and telling him how much I enjoyed Powers. Now, you have to keep in mind, this is before he worked for Marvel. This is when he was kind of a nobody. Um, he wasn't like comic royal. Was at this, this point.
0: before or after you were awkward with celebrities?
1: Uh, these were in my uh, formative years in that regard. <laughs> like, um, I felt like I was slightly too shy to be too um, kind of forward with some of them. Um, but maybe this particular experience loosened me up for future awkward brushes with fame. Uh, so, whenever uh, he was chatting, he was—I I can remember it vividly. I remember he was wearing this this oversized green T-shirt um, that had Charlie Brown on it. Or well, that was the couture of the day right? I guess. I don't know. But I remember he was telling a small group of comic fans that were hanging around his table. He was standing there. He was very animated and engaging, and he was telling us a story about how Todd McFarlane once debated um, John Byrne at, um, I think, at another comic book convention, and Todd McFarlane really managed to get under John Byrne's skin. And uh, John Byrne, like, said he wouldn't go to um, conventions anymore if like his name wasn't X amount like point size bigger than McFarlane's on promotional materials and things like that this is all from Brian Michael Bendis Um, but uh, obviously Brian Michael Bendis was on Team McFarlane um, like as he was gleefully telling the story to us um, because it sounded like John Byrne was like super like upset whereas McFarlane was just having fun with him
0: Yeah, but, and the greater, and all the, if you take all the comic book stories in general, John Byrne never comes out
1: as, oh, this guy's a really good guy. Right, yeah, no, he, I think he has a reputation that precedes him as being kind of a, a bit of a comic book diva. Um, I feel like I've seen some Twitter battles where he doesn't come off in the best light uh I you know I follow some comic book creators. Um some come off as pretentious, others come off as kind of like super likable. Yeah, but John Byrne did not really come off very likable and he had very few opinions that I found myself being like, yeah, right on John Byrne. <laughs> And, and it's not like I follow him on Twitter. It was like I would see them because people would respond to things yeah. that he said, and that's how I saw them. But anyway, um, I can remember I went up to uh, Brian Michael Bennis, and I told him I really love Powers. And I said, what what else do you have that like I could check out that's kind of like Powers? Because I devoured everything that he had written for it up to that point. And he said, well, the closest thing would probably be Sam and Twitch. And I was like, oh, I read it, but like it, I just didn't like it as much as Powers... He's like, ah, oh, give it another try. And he kind of pushed it on me a little bit. And I did read it again. I was like, I did like this better the second time. Um, and, uh, but there was something about powers. There was, there was just kind of the, it was the right story and the right writer and artist at the, at the right time. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, the payoffs just weren't there for like kind of a crime drama. They're, they're all mysteries. Cause like they're trying to solve these cases. so it's kind of like a crime mystery type book they're they're trying to solve the Spawn cases no 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 it's totally unrelated to Spawn that was Sam and Twitch oh Powers yeah sorry I went back to Powers Um, but anyway so I I quit reading Powers eventually Um, but last year they premiered the new TV show and I was through (laughs) through the PlayStation Network of course like as if as if we're not getting enough premium content on other services now we have to have yet another thing which costs 50 or 60 bucks a year to subscribe to the PlayStation Network and fans I, I, I implore you right now do not sign up for the PlayStation Network specifically to watch powers it's not worth it uh, as a matter of fact even if the PlayStation Network decided to pay you $50 to watch that show, it probably still isn't worth it. It was bad. Bad, like, terrible casting across the board. The dude they got to play... Well... Go ahead, Paul. From...
0: I've never read Powers,
1: but I've seen promo
0: images of Powers. And the guy that's supposed to be Christian Walker is... A Patrick Warburton type guy. Big, like six five, gigantic head, big broad shoulders shoulders, and they get Charlotte Copley, the guy that played Murdoch in the 18 movie, to be that character. Yeah. And then they have Dina Pilgrim, you know, little, you know, strong top muscles, little white blonde girl to be Dina Pilgrim, and then I get black uh, Susan Hayward to play her. And I, I get it. Uh, this is Brian Michael Bendis' dream baby. You know, he's adopted, you know, multiple races into his family. It's fine. He wants to portray them the accurate worldview of what's available. But as a fan of the... And th- this goes back to any not just Powers, but any comic book to TV or to movie adaptation. Mm-hmm. You want to see the characters that you've been watching come to life. Right. As much as Donald Glover may be a great Miles Morales, I want to see Peter Parker come to life. All the years I've been reading him, Peter Parker's been white. So to an extent, like seeing Christian Walker... Being a a tiny, skinny, white guy, that doesn't work. No. Seeing Dina Pilgrim be a black girl, that doesn't work either. And the same goes for the Preacher show that's going to premiere later this fall. Mm -hmm. Tulip's not African. Tulip's white. But the casting is African. It's going to be weird. It's going to take some getting used to. That's not talking shit on the actress that may be portraying her. She may hook it the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I want to see bringing the comic from the page to the screen. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, like, And I never read Powers. I haven't watched Powers. I'm not going to sign up for PlayStation Network just to watch some oddball it, it had, comic book show it, it
1: honestly it felt so low rent and low budget aside from the fact that i felt the casting was awful the writing just felt awful that like there was no chemistry between the characters there was no none of the actors had any kind of charisma it looked like a fan film it really did it looked like crap and it was crap. It was it was really bad. And I wanted to like it. I did. I mean, come on. Powers come to life. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But I can't kid myself. It was bad. So, season two. Check it out. It's coming out. Let us know what you think. So, Paul, other than TV shows this year, there's, uh, there's some actually really big comic book-related movies coming out this year. Uh, and what's really exciting is... The the comic book movie season is starting at an all time um, uh, early release schedule. We're gonna start. We're gonna start getting comic book related movies as early as next month in February. That's kind of exciting. What's the first one? Well, I believe it's Deadpool. In February, isn't it February? Am I wrong? No, you're probably right. <laughs> Let me double-check this. Well, I was wrong once. If I'm wrong, I'm just going to leave the podcast because everything I've said has been called into question. Uh, No, February 12th. There you go. Deadpool. So we're going to kick off the comic book movie season, February 12th. Usually we have to wait until April or May, but no, not this year. We're Not only are we getting a comic book movie early, we're getting arguably the most anticipated one. <laughs> there's, uh, there's so much I
0: like and dislike about this Deadpool movie coming out lay it on us are we gonna go are we gonna go see this is this gonna be a McSauce field trip yeah
1: I think it needs to be
0: yeah I, I think it is too it's gonna what what's the f- 12th of uh, Friday
1: uh well usually they
0: come out on Fridays yeah, it's a Friday. <laughs> I don't want it to interfere with Valentine's Day. Uh yeah, like I, I fucking hate Deadpool. I hate Deadpool. I hate all the
1: all the faux Deadpool love that happens at Comic Cons. You mean the uh, cosplayers?
0: The cos yeah.
1: The what cause you, what you mean to say is you'll take a black canary over a Deadpool at the comic book conventions any day. Right. I'll take a Booster Gold cosplay
0: over a Deadpool. If you want to keep it in-house, I will take, I'll take a Mantis cosplay over Deadpool any day of the week. Because I feel like Deadpool fans like Deadpool because someone else likes Deadpool. Ian made the point last week that Deadpool, all Deadpool fandom comes from the source material. Whether it's three people deep, like I read, I've read Deadpool comics. You've heard me talk about it. You think he's cool. Your buddies heard you talk about it. You think he's cool. It all rounds back to the comics. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think social media is widespread enough these days that Deadpool is a name and he is a legend at this point, enough so that by the time you get back to the source, Maybe you're fucking twenty five people deep before mm-hmm. you get to someone that's actually read a legitimate Deadpool comic. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't, I don't understand it. I
1: don't understand it
0: either. Uh, this guy, he's he, he hasn't had a TV show. He hasn't had a movie. He hasn't had any kind of mass
1: media promotion. He had a video game. I think he's been in other video games. Um... Is that is, is that enough for this day and age? What video games?
0: I don't even know. Deadpool. He, he had his own video game. Yeah, he did. But but how how great was that?
1: Uh, I don't know. Talk amongst yourselves, Paul. I look up some scores for you.
0: <laughs> it's like I, I I can't imagine that
1: just a Deadpool video
0: game is enough to bring everyone into the fold. I feel like the popularity. Over the general comic book fandom is enough to bring fans in, even though they don't—they've never read the what Joe Kelly or the original Robert Liefeld. Robert Dead, Liefeld. Robert or Q and proper. I probably should have Joseph, Joseph Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> probably I should have kept the proper all the way around. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, but like I feel like and I don't understand how this is happening. The Deadpool fandom has has been a mystery. And now that this Ryan Reynolds movie is coming out, and it looks amazing. I'm not a Deadpool fan. I've never read Deadpool comics. But I've been around the material enough that, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is killing this. The writers, the director, I mean, they're right on top of this stuff. They get the feel for it. They get the tone. It's going to be rated R. Mm -hmm. Like, If I don't like Deadpool now because I think people like him too much, it's only going to be worse after February 12th because I don't understand how this movie doesn't crush the box office at that time.
1: Yeah, there's probably not going to be a whole lot out. There's probably going to be some really solid marketing. I'm sure it'll do well, uh, at least that initial week. It doesn't hurt, too, that they've, through some... Uh, obvious X Men characters in there for good measure to tie everything Oof, together. Colossus, the, the fat. Well, yeah, that's and, the only one. Yeah, but that's pretty significant. The, and and it's the
0: best Colossus we've seen yep. in the X Men so far. Yep. Well, was he in Days of Future? Was in Days of Future Past briefly, in the future scenes, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're gonna see Colossus, modern day, all steeled up. Like the real Colossus. So I mean, yeah, they're even a goofy fucking name. Like, what what's that chick character? Negasonic War Teen Negasonic Teenage Warhead.
1: You got me there.
0: I don't even know who that is, but that name, (laughs) the name's cool. (laughs) I like it. I don't know who the actress is. I don't know what the character is about. But if you're a superhero and you're like, my name's Negasonic Teenage Warhead, I'm like, yeah, all right, I can combine
1: that. I can get into that. I feel like also Deadpool's humor isn't really funny. It's certainly not for me. Like I always felt like there was much more of a sophistication or a refinement to like Spider Man's humor. I feel like whereas Deadpool relies on dick and fart jokes and just like lowest common denominator lowbrow shit that's seriously going to, you know, appeal to like your your average trailer park trash. But, I mean, is this surprising? No,
0: it's not. So whenever you see Deadpool fans at a convention. Trash. Are you (laughs) right? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Are you like, hey, man, come here. I can't believe you really like this stuff. Right. No, you're like, yeah, of course they do.
1: Well, the one thing that I've noticed, uh, sadly, about uh, Deadpools at comic book conventions is most of them don't do anything to conceal their dicks in their costumes. Have you noticed that, I don't that, know though? if that's a Deadpool epidemic so much as it
0: is. Uh, the kids don't know how to wear spandex with a proper cup or concealment technology. Oh, my problem. God.
1: But yeah, yeah it was, but it, like it's just there. It's like do do something with that. Put that in one of your many pouches, Deadpool.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a Deadpool specific problem, but like the the Deadpool the Deadpool rage right now is mm-hmm. more concerning to me than like a zombie apocalypse. I'm I'm kind of afraid of what's going to happen when this movie comes out mm-hmm. and Deadpool takes over the world. You know, because I don't think chimichanga, chimichangas, just for the sake of chimichangas, <laughs> are funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love right.
0: Ryan Reynolds. I was a Ryan Reynolds fan before people knew who Ryan Reynolds was during season one of Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. And he is running this Deadpool character mm-hmm. the exact way it should be run. It's a finely tuned machine at this point. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just Deadpool in general, I'm like that's not that's not my kind of hero. We've talked about how I like I like heroes that are heroes. I like Superman. I like Hal Jordan. You don't need a calling. Oh, I'm gonna let this guy. Die. Whatever he was, he was falling off the bridge. He was dead already. My mm-hmm. kind of guy is going to go catch him and make sure he's debilitated but not dead. So right. I not like Deadpool, man. I'm afraid I'm going to you know, watch it, and I'm going <laughs> to love it to death.
1: <laughs> well, I'm reading on um, Marvel's Reddit board, why do people like Deadpool? And one of the people actually make a really good point, and they say because he's meme-worthy. You know, they'll see, like, one clip from a comic book that'll get scanned in or whatever, and it'll it'll go viral, and people think that one thing is hilarious. Now, boom, all of a sudden, they love them. You know? They're not reading Deadpool. Matt, we're old.
0: We're out of touch. We should just... We should make, like, a suicide pact right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to carry on without us.
1: Yeah, there's, um... These nerds that say, honestly, Deadpool got me into comics.
0: i don't I don't understand how. Like uh, that's not that sentence is not enough. i need I need
1: a better description. Well, here,'ll I'll finish this little paragraph. Um, I read a lot more now, but he's still the guy I read the most. He and Wolverine are two characters well known by mainstream fans, and they have similar backstories. They just deal with their pain differently. Wolverine is a badass and a hard-ass. Deadpool may come off as silly, but he's still a badass and kind of a lovable loser, comma, to me. Um, I don't know who this person is. Um, Their screen name is Success Adult. Um, Based on the way they write, I can't imagine them being much of a success or an adult. Um, But uh, I urge the listeners never to read anything by Success Adult on Reddit if you see it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and I feel like that's your average Deadpool fan right there. They think, oh, my God, that's so badass. I love it.
0: It's yeah. violent.
1: It's funny because he said dick, you know?
0: Yeah, it, it makes sense to me. But, like, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm just as simple as these people, but in different ways. Yeah. Which is insulting to myself. Like, I I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm so old that just, I just don't get it. But I do think Deadpool's going to be a really good movie, a really entertaining movie. I think I'm going to love it a lot. Uh, Ryan Reynolds hasn't done anything that I haven't liked, including Green Lantern, because he was the shining beacon and that piece of shit. So you liked uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine? Well, he wasn't the starring role in that
1: movie. He was Deadpool. But I liked what he did in that movie. Now, is that in any way tied to the new film? No.
0: No. I, I, they're going to they're make jokes about it, but ultimately they're going to just erase that from X-Men, Deadpool history.
1: What other movies come out this year? You know, Paul, it's funny you ask because we have a huge list. Well, it's not huge, but we have a list nonetheless. Uh, Well, why don't we stick with Marvel? So the the next Marvel film coming out, I believe this one will be in May. So a mere three months later, we're going to get another Marvel movie, and that is going to be Captain America 3 Civil War. Uh, We've all seen the trailers. looks really good. looks heavy hitting. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. I don't know what else to say other than... Other than what we've already said at this point, yeah, I.
0: It looks it looks good. It looks like it's gonna give us everything we wanted from Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. but actually deliver. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers may die at the end of this movie. Hm. Anthony Mackie may have to pick up the mantle, or Sebastian Stan. May have to pick up the mantle, even though he said, "No, no, 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 I'm not gonna be Captain America. That's too that's too big of a responsibility for Sebastian Stan, the actor." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he better get used to it because that's yeah. probably what's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. Get ready, because one of you bros are gonna be Captain America. Right.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, I would imagine then by the time uh, the Infinity War film, what? duology. What is that? What's it Uh, called when there's two movies? You got a trilogy. Twinsies. Twinsies. The Infinity War Twinsies. The Infinity Twinsies. Um, Infinity. By the time that comes out, I think that that Cap will come back. But I have a feeling he's going to bite it in Civil War. I mean, he was... You think he'll...
0: You think they'll... Well, regardless of who it is, you think they'll kill a character and find a way to bring him back? Is this for a trick question? Okay. I understand it's comic books and deaths are never really deaths. Uh huh. But I feel like the Marvel Cinematic Universe catering to a stupider crowd. <laughs> I don't know, man. I said it, and I mean it. <laughs> catering to a dumber audience, right? Do you think that really kill a character, and then finagle a way to bring him back? For Infinity War? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. You don't? Well, dumb audience, I gave you more credit than Marvel does. No, I don't think so. I think I feel like if they kill Cap, they're like, no, Cap's done. We're moving into Phase 3. Anthony Mackey's your new Captain America. Mm. This is where we're going. Or Sebastian Stan, but he's white. We're not so much into that. <laughs> Anthony Mackie, that's your new cap. He's Falcon Cap.
1: Falcon America. Falcon America. Captain Falcon. I don't know. I can't imagine leaving um, <clears throat> Chris Evans out of the biggest of all of the Marvel crossover movies. I just read today that they have a roster of like 61 different characters I guess superhero related characters for Infinity War. That's crazy. Like, I mean, that's kind of cool, but like, you're not going to leave Captain America out of that.
0: Yeah, and, and it goes back to how many movies he's scheduled for. Mm-hmm. So if he's scheduled for two more after Civil right. War, I mean, those are definitely at least Infinity War one. And then maybe he comes back as a Force Ghost? And cap four,
1: <laughs> possibly, uh, but probably not.
0: Yeah, like a, a lot of, I don't know. Like I don't. I know he has Chris Evans, the actor, has a limited contract, and how many movies he has to spend. I'm sure some of our fans could tell us right off the top of our heads how. How many minutes he has left in the MCU?
1: But, dude's Captain America. And that's that's the the character. That's I mean I know well, they've made Iron Man that, but still, to me, being more of a comic book guy than a you know the Marvel cinematic you guy, um, Cap is like the face of Marvel Comics. If it can't be Spider Man, it's Captain America.
0: Yeah, I, I always felt that way. And, like, he's been such a big part of all these movies. Like, I just don't see how you... Like, uh, same way for me reading the comics. Like, if you kill him off in Civil War, and Anthony Anthony Mackie takes up the mantle of Captain America mm-hmm. going forward, I mean, your box office is going to drop. Like, Captain... Falcon, or uh, what's Falcon's real name?
1: Uh, you got me there.
0: Falcon is Captain America currently. Right. I have no desire to read Captain America because, for better or worse, Captain America is Steve Rogers for me. Same as I don't want to read. I don't want to read Jim Gordon as Batman. Bruce Wayne is Batman to me. I'll give you a slide on Dick Grayson. Maybe I'll maybe I'll take a flyer on it. But I don't need to read Sam Wilson as Captain America. Especially when you have such a you have the face of Captain America, Chris Evans, who's revitalized the character of Captain America, much in the way Mark Millar's The Ultimates revitalized the face of Captain America. How cool is
1: that that Captain America is like a uh, kinda cool again. Yeah, he's he's really cool.
0: And, like, if you're going to kill him, I I get the, you know, I, I get the mortality of it. I get the gravitas of killing that type of character, but you just can't replace him. And maybe that's their ultimate goal. They're like, you know what? You loved Chris Evans, and now he's gone. Now you have to deal with Sebastian Stan. Now you need to deal with Anthony Mackie. But by 2021... Chris Evans is going to go do some indie movies. He's going to direct some indie shit that sells about $6 worth of tickets. (laughs) And he's going to be back to being Captain America. It'll happen. Right. It'll happen. Matt, is that where we're going to put a pin in it tonight?
1: Uh, Actually, no. I wanted to cover a couple more movies um, because, uh, well... I think they're worthy of being talked about because. Let's do it. Let's cover those movies. Yeah, so let's stick with Marvel here for a second, uh, and then we're going to shift to DC because DC's going to have some their presence felt this year. But there's one other Marvel movie. It's X Men Apocalypse. Um, I believe this will be the fourth Brian Singer directed X Men movie. Uh, he did X Men, X Men 2, or X-2, X-Men X 2, X Men United.
0: Yeah. What ultimately the greatest X-Men movie to date.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, arguably one of the best comic book movies ever. Yeah. With that said, here's the caveat. I haven't seen that, like, pretty much since it came out.
0: I've seen it since.
1: hmm it's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, so he, he you made you those You really two...
0: haven't seen that since, like, the theater— or a year or so after yeah. the DVD release? I,
1: I may have seen the DVD like shortly after it came out, but yeah, it's been oh, a Oh man, I've seen X2 tons of times. Yeah.
0: It's a good movie. James Marsden, short
1: shrift. Yeah, movies. he just said it was in the beginning, right?
0: Whoever they got to play Cyclops and Apocalypse, fuck that <laughs> guy. James Marsden will shit on your chest and then I'll make you eat it. Wow, he's that's <laughs> how
1: good James, James Marsden was. James Marsden will give you a Cleveland Steamer. Is that what
0: it is? <laughs> that's right. Uh, he will deliver you a Cleveland Steamer. Man, James Marsden was so good because he played he played that underlying role to Hugh Jackman's larger Wolverine so mm-hmm. well. You don't have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine without James Marsden setting him up in those first two movies.
1: That's that's kind of a bold statement. Yeah,
0: but I'm okay. A, I'm a James Marsden guy. I watched I, Walk of Shame with him and Elizabeth Banks. You don't even know what that is, McSauce fans.
1: James Marsden fan, right here. All right, that's great. So, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Uh, James Marsden is uh, is back. No, he's not back. <laughs> he's not back. He was back in. Um, he was in Days like of the, Future Past. The
0: super director's secret cut of Days of Future
1: Past. No, he was in he was in the end of it. Yeah, he was. The theatrical version. Right. And at that time, I thought he was going to be back. I thought they were going to bring him back, and oh my God, finally, finally he's back. Because like you said, he got... He got the... He got hosed. He got hosed big Hosiery. time. Hosiery.
0: Hosiery. Especially
1: host. in that third movie, it was like, you can't even give him a death on screen? <laughs>
0: I know. Here's his glasses floating in some ethereal shit.
1: Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, and he was dead. He was... Oh. Dead. But like, show us at least. Like, with you not showing us now, we think he's gonna come Give back. It's a flashback. Something. It was. It was a debacle. But anyway, I thought he was gonna be back, but no. They decided to shift into the '80s. They're going from the '60s, then they went to present day, and now they're going back to the '80s. Well, Days of Future Past was 70s. It was the 60s, wasn't it? No,
0: the First Class was 60s. Days of Future Past was 70s. Okay. Now Apocalypse is the 80s.
1: Okay, okay. So.
0: And I get what they're doing here. I like it. I like it a lot. But... but. And And they're doing it right. They're doing it the way the Star Trek franchise should have done it. X-Men wrote themselves a shift in the entire plot. They wrote themselves a time travel way where they can kick everything off brand new. They don't need to worry about all that old shit. And that's what Days of Future Past did. Mm-hmm. Gave a little nod at the end of the old Anna Paquin Rogue days, the James Marsden Cyclops days. But we're in a new timeline now. yeah. Hugh Jackman still lives in this timeline because he's our biggest moneymaker. But we can go forward with Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. Um, the kid from About a Boy is Beast. Right, that's who that is? Yeah. We can move forward with these characters in this brand new timeline, do whatever we want. And that's what they're doing, introducing this apocalypse storyline. Star Trek was like, eh. by the time we get into darkness, they're like, we're going to keep honoring the old we're not going to totally break off into the new we're not talking about Star Trek we're talking (laughs) about the X-Men sorry to get you off track right, Paul and as much as the weirdo purple Oscar Isaac apocalypse costume looked in a still shot in the trailer it looks pretty good yeah looks pretty solid yeah I can't get the still purple Power Rangers villain shot out of my head but the trailer looks pretty good I'm willing to give Brian Singer a pass. He's done the best X-Men movies so far. Love Days of Future Past. Would I have loved Anna Paquin to be in it from beginning to end? Absolutely. They made a choice. It was the wrong choice. Still a great movie. So yeah, Apocalypse. Let's go. Sign me up.
1: You know, I, I feel like um, this movie. I. F- <laughs> This one in particular, more so than Days of Future Past, feels to me like it could go either way.
0: Well, because Days of Future Past felt like this is going to be good. It did. (laughs) But this one's like, oh no.
1: (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So we'll see. Um,
0: I don't, like, part of me is pulling it from X Men lore. Like, I don't ever remember Psylocke. Or Storm being the Four Horsemen? I never read it. I never read it either. But just from, you know, we've been around comic books long enough that I think we have a general idea Mm -hmm. of Apocalypse and who the bad guys are. Like, even Magneto being one of the Four Horsemen. Mm -hmm. Like, I always got the idea that Magneto was too big and too strong to fall into that apocalypse trap and be like, oh well, yeah, I'll get in on this action. I'll be, I'll be one of your killers of men or whatever the hell he is, right?
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Same with Psylocke and Storm, but those are three of the four, four horsemen. Who's the fourth
1: four horseman? Just the fourth horseman. <laughs> His name. I don't know. It's his name, Flair <laughs> Isn't it Ric Flair? <laughs> we'll have to let our friends at Battle uh, Comics know, let us know on that one. Give us an update. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Paul, there's a couple other uh, comic book movies coming out this year because DC is making their triumphant return to uh, to the cinematic to theaters. To theaters. To, to, the, theaters. The, cinema. Yeah. to, to the cinema. To the cinema. To the cinema. Yeah. As some of the old time. are tiny... making pictures. Yeah. <laughs> pictures. So uh, the first one's going to be um, Batman v Superman. The, the March. the quad... March, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's early. The quasi-sequel to... To uh, Man of Steel. To Man of Steel, yeah. Um, we were super jazzed for this when we saw the trailer last year then it was a teaser but it was four minutes long it was awesome yeah it was (laughs) it looked so good you know then you know what happened then we saw the real trailer and you know what i can't get out of my head doomsday yes that image of him like kind of skiing down the side of a building and then sliding real cool into the fray. What the fuck is that?
0: You know, I'm not I'm not opposed to that image by itself, but don't don't show us that. Like and this is coming off of the Force Awakens, you know, trailer lockdown where you don't know anything that's going on after that. You don't know that Ray's Luke's daughter is, is it trailers? trailers? Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, JJ and Disney, it, like, they had those trailers on lockdowns. You didn't even know the fucking plot. But now, like, and like, I feel like DC is just pushing everything they can out there. There's a recent wildcard trailer trailer. Uh, you know during the football games this past weekend where Batman Tokyo drifts into Superman then the lights hit him and he's like do you bleed you will I don't remember that you didn't see that during football this weekend no yeah Superman standing in the dark all of a sudden these spotlights hit him and the suit looks as bright as it ever had that's cool it's blue it's red it's yellow That's pretty cool. And the Batmobile hits him, and it veers off, and it crashes into the building. And that's the scene you see where Superman steps on the hood of the Batmobile, and he rips the top off. Mm -hmm. And Batman stands up, and he says, do you bleed? Right. And then Superman takes off. He's like, I don't have time for this (laughs) And as Superman's flying off, Ben Affleck says, you will. And there's a lot of hate out there for this, this teaser. And like I'm, I feel like I'm just so beaten down for you know DC movie hate. I feel like there's a lot of Marvel zombies out there that expect a certain thing, and DC is trying some different stuff. They are. They're bringing some different superhero sensibilities to the table. They're bringing different cinematic storytelling, they're bringing a different color palette, but the general public is so conditioned to bright Iron Man colors and bright Captain America colors and we're gonna have fun. I don't know man. And Captain America 3 jokes. looks pretty dark. It looks dark thematically.
1: No, it looks dark color palette. No, it wise. doesn't
0: look it doesn't look dark like Batman Superman
1: looks dark. Um, I don't know man. They kind of No, 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 no. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It does. (laughs) Chromatically. (laughs) Like, Pantone speaking, it does not look as dark as. Like, Batman Superman may as well be black and white (laughs) compared to Civil War. You don't think? You think it's a lot closer than that? I do. Yeah. And you don't think that has anything to do with the subject matter of the movie?
1: Correct. I, hmm. I believe. Interesting. Totally. That's interesting. Thank you. <laughs> totally, uh, and when I say that, I mean like content-wise. Superman, Batman v Superman is probably going to be a lighter movie than Captain America Three. I expect Captain America Three to be heavy. We kind of agreed that we think it will end with Captain America's death. <sighs> All right. Batman v. Superman... We're, so, what I'm getting at is I think that the aesthetic is going to match the content more closely than maybe the aesthetic is going to match the content for Batman v. Superman. With that said, I think they both share a similar aesthetic in terms of like their darkness. I mean, there's that sequence where you see uh, all of the... Um, the pro uh, superhero registration act guys kind of walking toward the camera. I can't distinguish who's who. They're all they look black. Like the the color has been zapped out of the costumes. Like yeah, it's not Captain America's blue is darker than like uh, like a midnight blue, and we're talking like we're talking one in the morning blue. It's not a bright, happy, fun
0: marvel universe movie but it's still it's it it still looks like a marvel movie but batman superman is it it looks it looks brutal it looks like there's no fun to be had
1: Hmm. i don't know i was excited for it with that first trailer it looked like plenty of fun to be had second trailer still looks good but they they tip their hands so severely and and there's just so many things that like I don't know if I was ready for the introduction the introduction of doomsday um in particular the fact that we know that Aquaman's gonna be in there the fact that we know that isn't there another hero or is it just Aquaman flash flash is gonna make an appearance too
0: I don't think the flash will I think whoever the guy that may be playing Barry Allen will make an appearance.
1: Oh my goodness. So it's just going to be busy. And that worries me. Unless they want to make a four-hour movie. But anyway, so we got that coming in March. So we're going to have next month is Deadpool. The following month is Batman v Superman. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um... Like... We're going to have a big first quarter of superhero movies. Agreed. Um, And then uh, later in the year, I I forget what month it is, Paul, but Suicide Squad is coming out. Now, Suicide Squad is the one where they are really taking some chances, uh, I think, because they're featuring villains for the first time. Paul, when does Suicide Squad come out? August 5th. August
0: 5th. I feel like Suicide Squad is going to do better. ...than Batman-Superman. That's kind of stupid. Is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? In the age of Deadpool and Harley Quinn? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on.
0: Come on. I hope so, but so far, there is way more negative press over any Batman v Superman stuff than there is Suicide Squad. True. Because I think Suicide Squad is gonna take a lot of people by surprise. I think it's gonna have the Deadpool tone. It's not gonna have the any of the characters breaking the fourth wall. But I think it's gonna be dark. Mm-hmm. It's gonna offer some fucked up stuff. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have some really dark humor. It's gonna mm-hmm. have some messed up characters that you're gonna supposed to that you're gonna be asked to cheer for. But Batman Superman still has Superman. And Batman. These are your classic heroes. I think Suicide Squad is gonna be the
1: dark horse movie that Warner Brothers is gonna want to hang its hat on. Um, I possibly, but um, I I just don't know. I feel like uh, as much as we're real really not sure about Batman v Superman, I still think it's gonna pull in huge numbers. I think it's gonna be wildly popular just because it's <laughs> it's Batman and Superman um I felt like that for a long time
0: the closer we get to it like the more like we felt when the first trailer came out I was a 10 in excitement we were in but with each subsequent each subsequent release of footage from it we the hardcore fans are getting less excited I and suppose so are but- the softer, less hardcore fans. So, so I, I think the fans, by the really? time it comes out, there's gonna be the spectacle of there will be Batman versus Superman. Two most popular superheroes on the planet. Yeah, yeah, Captain America Iron Man, yeah, that's great. No one has as much name recognition as Batman and Superman. Correct. There's still gonna be that draw, but after that first weekend, you're not gonna get the box office buzz. The go back factor that the Force Awakens that oh my god this is so good you need to go see it I don't I don't think so I think, think people so. are gonna leave and they're gonna be like yeah it was cool I'm gonna leave it being like ah oh, this was good you fucking morons don't know what you missed but I, I feel like overall people are gonna be like yeah you didn't need to see you know that.
1: there there's there's a belief in me that that Zack Snyder knows what he's doing. Even if I don't necessarily see it yet. Like, I see what he's doing. I'm a little nervous. But at the same time, I've seen what he's capable of. And I know that he can hook it up. And in my in my fantasies, like, when I saw the Watchmen movie, I thought, this is the guy that I wish would make a fucking Batman movie. And then years later, boom, here he is making a Batman movie. Like, I got to be excited about that. Um, I love the way that Batman seems to be portrayed in this. Like, honestly, it looks cooler than any other cinematic version ever. Like, in the voice? Holy crap, is that awesome. Like, I don't know. if If you told me, hey, guess what? They pushed up the release for Batman v Superman. It's coming out Friday. I would be so excited. So... Yeah, I guess there's a few things that like took me down from a ten for excitement, but I'm still up there. I'm still at least an eight. Yeah, I feel like a lot of general public has knocked me
0: down a little bit, and there's uh, I I believe It'll Henry Powell's gonna deliver. Yes, he Ben will. Affleck's gonna deliver. It'll Yogadot's swing the other gonna way. gonna deliver. Same with Lawrence Fishburne and Amy Adams. I'm not sold on Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> but like. I feel like they're going to give me what I want from a DC superhero movie. The same with Man of Steel. It's not going to be what the general public wants. The general public is going to be obstinate and they're not going to understand how two superheroes are
1: really going to bring down a city all by themselves. I think that um, the filmmakers learned some lessons from that from the Man of Steel. You know, some of the Um, fan backlash. You know, like, you can't... That was a pretty popular consensus. So you can't just ignore it. Even if you liked it, or even if the filmmakers were like, "You, you guys don't get what we're doing. Well, that's fine, but a lot of people took issue with it. So you gotta, like, fix it and, you know, make those adjustments. You know? Like... yeah, George Lucas made Jar Jar Binks and featured him prominently in episode one. He was in episode two for, like, two minutes. I don't True. think that was the original plan. That son of a bitch was going to be in there a lot more.
0: Yeah. And I, I really do think Zack Zack Snyder's going to spend all the destruction and man of steel into Bruce Wayne's motivations and mm-hmm. Lex Luthor's motivations totally for Batman V Superman. Totally. But like overall, I think Zack Snyder's vision And the story that they're trying to tell is going to make sense. I think so. And I'm afraid that it's going to come down to a Marvel versus DC style of opinion. Yeah. And not, not so much, well, I like Marvel or I like DC, but more of a, well, I like fun stuff and I don't really care what happens. I think Age of Ultron was really fun as opposed to, well, this is how stuff would really happen. If you had this kind of hero in this universe.
1: I don't know. I think they're bringing in some of the, um, you know, quote-unquote fun that Marvel movies had based on the way it looked like the trailer went for Batman v Superman. Man of
0: Steel had the same kind of dialogue. Same kind of small zingers as, Is she with
1: you? I thought she was with you.
0: Had the same kind of shit. But no one chooses to acknowledge it. Everyone's like, they fucking did 9-11 again, those assholes. <laughs> it's bullshit.
1: Um So let's just talk Suicide Squad just for a few minutes and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. But Suicide Squad Um Paul, like you said, this is uh this is the one that could be the the dark horse. And I I agree, it definitely has the potential to if it was like Green Lantern coming out. No offense or anything, but like, let's say it was a Green Lantern movie or something coming out, and Suicide Squad, I'd be like, okay, that could be the bigger of the two. But Batman, Superman, it's not going to be bigger than that, but it could be something very special. Um, just the fact that it's villains, it's got the Joker, and it it seems to me like um, this version of the Joker has the potential to be welcomed with open arms, which I would've thought almost impossible, but they they seem to cast it right, like by getting I think like a fan favorite type actor like a Jared Leto. Like people like that guy and they think that guy can act. They think he's kinda cool and everything. I also
0: think he's gonna be a tease. Meaning? I don't think he's gonna be a prominent part of this movie.
1: Really? Yeah, I think Is this Will Smith's movie?
0: Yeah, I think this is Will Smith and Margot Robbie's movie. I think we're going to get a couple flashbacks Really, to Jared Leto. Ooh. I think it's going to be a tease for whatever they have planned with so what's... Ben Affleck and Jared Leto, but he's not going to be a prominent part of this movie. Yeah,
1: it looks like Ben Affleck as Batman is going to be in the maybe a flashback sequence, or maybe it'll be him arresting the Joker or something like that. Or arresting. I don't think Batman makes arrests. What if, what if Batman was like, citizens arrest?
0: <laughs> well, like, even in the even in the overall plot of the movie, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Joker get away. The Joker and Harley get away from Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think... Yeah, maybe Batman Superman makes more money this year based on the name recognition.
1: But you think over the... Like, but time I will think tell that critically, this is going to be the one.
0: Yeah, and kind of... A, in, I mean, I don't expect... Suicide Squad would be the Mad Max of 2016, right? I, yeah, I feel like critically, yeah, this could be a much
1: more welcome, more Do heralded you, movie than Batman. Superman. Do you think, like, maybe two years from now, when we're looking back on these movies after we already own them on home video cassette, are we gonna look back and be like, oh my god, Suicide Squad was so much better, or no? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I get the sense. I that hope that those side going to be smaller. Yeah, it's going to be tighter. Yeah, the effects are going to be, you know, held held closer to the main production of the movie. Like everything's going to be just a little tight. Mm-hmm. And when you get mm-hmm. actor, when you get the whole cast, the main cast, getting the same tattoos <laughs> of a movie, like that. Tells you something about the production. Last of the time movie. that
1: happened was uh, the Lord of the Rings movie, and that right. was pretty good.
0: Right, and I, I think, it, it, as silly as it seems, I think that tells you a little something about what kind of movie we're gonna get.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. Like
0: it's. I, th- I think this. I think Suicide Squad's gonna be pretty legit. Batman Superman may be good, but Suicide Squad's gonna win some hearts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do portray the Joker. I mean, he has that very controversial look, and we only saw him for a split second in the trailer. So I'm excited to check that out. But um, Harley Quinn's going to sell some tickets too. Oh, yeah. Because outside of Deadpool, the most cosplayed character in the land is Harley Quinn.
0: Well, even looking at the poster right now, you know, everyone everyone from, you know, Rock and Deadpool and Katana and Enchantress, and Captain Boomerang, they're all in black, except Harley Quinn has bright and she has the blonde white hair, white shirt, white leggings. I mean she stands out. Right, right. I mean that's their that's their focus. Sure. I mean Will Smith may be the biggest name in this movie mm-hmm. next to Jared Leto's guest star <laughs> but uh, Harley Quinn like I don't think DC is stupid enough to not know what they have
1: I agree so I, I don't know we have a pretty sweet slate of, uh, of movies coming up TV shows you kind of sold me on um, on DC Legends of Tomorrow but uh, it's this- gonna be wild
0: it's gonna be fun it's it's gonna it's just gonna be some comic book enjoyment
1: yeah it it sounds really cool and then um holy crap the movie slate is pretty fucking sweet this year and it kicks off so early that's like the most exciting part so that's your 2016 preview for movies (laughs) i think good
0: thing you still have about 120 dollars worth of Fandango cash <laughs>
1: that's true for
0: our misspelled Force Awakens purchasing yeah yeah
1: but so uh, we're
0: gonna see a lot of movies this year maybe we'll take Ian with us yeah
1: absolutely wouldn't be the same without him so thanks for listening to
0: us tonight uh, I'm sure we're gonna get into a little bit more of uh, 2016's movie offerings next week uh, but for tonight my name is Paul McGinty I'm
1: Matt Casale we'll see you next time